Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hey, coaches, and welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I have another special guest guest episode, and I am interviewing today Tessa Lynn Alburn. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She believes that everyone can live an empowered life with the right tools and guidance. She's a certified life and business coach for women. Tessa brings her extensive experience as a trainer, facilitator of live and virtual events, along with her background in healing and soul retrieval to help women who are determined to express their true voice. She guides you to access your intuition, make better decisions, and live with great joy and confidence. Tessa is intuitive, compassionate, and unexpected. Her favorite pastimes include hiking, solo scuba diving, and stargazing. And her top four values are beauty, variety, spirituality, and compassion. Tessa, welcome to She Coaches Coaches. How are you today? I'm doing really well. And thank you for having me here today, Candy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Now, for the listeners, Tessa and I have never actually spoken. So you are just going to be part of the same kind of organic conversation. We have no idea where it's going to go. And that's what makes us so much fun, right? Yes. And that speaks to my value of variety. We just, you know, and sort of adventure as well. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, We were going to talk a bit about intuition. Where would you like to start? Hmm. I'd like to start with just the thought around or the belief that I have around intuition belonging to everybody. Everybody can have it, right? Even if they're feeling cut off from it, even if they've been told, well, you're, you know, this Myers-Briggs uh type. So therefore, your intuition is not going to be very good, or you're going to always have to do it this way. And so I think if people just have the right tools, and some time to practice them, then they too can access their intuition. Right. And 
let's rewind even slightly. How do you define intuition? You know, so this podcast is for newer coaches. And so I get all kinds of listeners. I get people who are super tuned in to their intuition and those who are not that tuned in or used to be and are no longer. They've trained themselves themselves away from it. How do you define intuition? And Oh, I've got all the questions. Sorry. I'll just start with that. (laughs) That's great. I think I define intuition as knowing. It's an inner knowing. And it may include other senses but it and other skills, but it is based in a connection, an energetic connection to what we know is our inner guidance. And so this can be, this is different than a lot of what other people seem to think intuition is. Like, for example, following your gut is not always a great idea. And we can talk a little bit more about that in a moment. So I think when people first work with me, they're feeling cut off, they're feeling lost. They think there's like some magic thing out there that they're supposed to be doing and they can't and there's something wrong with them. But really often it is just that they've had to put on some protections in life and they've been told to build out their mental capacities and their facilities Mm -hmm. and not focus on those other pieces of information that they're getting because it doesn't fit the status quo or what is expected of them by others. Right. And as with many things that maybe like intuition used to be considered more woo than it is now. It's yes. really it's really gaining a lot more social social acceptance. But I think a lot of it is tied to how finely tuned the instruments that measure it are. You know, like they say, well, if you can't measure it, it doesn't exist. But it's only because we don't have those instruments yet to measure the effect. And so for any of you who are curious, and maybe think you don't have a lot of intuition, what would, you, what would you recommend? I would recommend choosing a way to be open to your, your intuition and see what happens there. And a lot of the people that I work with, a lot of the women that I work with especially, need to feel first, they need to start feeling comfortable in their body and connected to something. So, and I would say something greater than themselves. So one way to do that would be to get greater connected with nature, to give themselves peace and quiet and create some internal space. So a a baby step towards discovering intuition might be starting a meditation practice or a deep breathing practice daily for five or 10 minutes. And that's it. And just waiting at the end of it to listen to anything that's arising. So those would be the very first steps is connection to something greater and listening. And so 
as you said, the connection to something greater could be nature. So it could be go to the forest, go to the park, go to the beach. And then another pathway to practice is in a brief meditation or just some relaxed breathing where you're connected more in a more centered way. And then notice. And then once you do that, then what? Right? Because we always want to prove it. Right? <laughs> so and and I have to I have to tell you this. I am super intuitive. So like I get this from my standpoint, but I really want somebody who listens to this episode that, you know, they've heard the word intuition and there's getting to be quite a few books written about the validity of intuition. I want them to sort of start taking those steps because it grows them as a coach. It grows them as a human and it makes your life so much more meaningful. Right. So that's why I'm curious. I'm playing this. Absolutely. Way. Yes. Yeah. And I think I'd like to share with you one of the things that really helped me develop my intuition in the beginning, which was, after establishing the connection and the centeredness, then I started to ask uh, my higher self for guidance, which was really specific. It was a yes or a no answer. That's it. No stories, no nothing else. So I was very choosy. I was very selective about what I would ask. And at the time, I was uh, becoming an entrepreneur in the area of jewelry design. And I didn't really have a business plan, but I was like, just had all this creative energy and I had some time and I was starting to, to make things. But what was happening was an old childhood pattern was getting in the way and I would become very stressed out within a few minutes of just like deciding what I was going to make or, you know, I couldn't commit, right? Like, here, I want to make this necklace. And it's like, no, if I do that, then this and I got to have all this or I go into a bead store and I would cry. Like, oh. I was freaked out. I know. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, and this is just from childhood stuff and yeah. all the stress around having to perform and do it right and be per perfect. So what I did, what I realized what was happening, I was like, okay, I just need some guidance with this. And my way was to get really still and literally go shopping with my high self and say, hmm, blue bead, yellow bead. And then wait, I would close my eyes in the store and, and I would be like drawn to one of them. I would just feel where I was drawn to. Right. And then I, and I, she'd say blue bead. Or I would just be drawn to that bead. I'm like, okay, blue bead. And then there, of course, there were 5,000 blue beads. And so then I would do the same process, big bead, little bead, this one, that one. And I would then land on something that I felt happy with. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I'm going to buy. Okay, and that needs a little something to support it on this beautiful bracelet or necklace, whatever I was going to make. And then I would do the same thing over and over and over. So I this this process really helped me clear my stress mm. and to feel greater confidence. And I think that's what can get in the way of intuition or when intuition is actually happening, we might 
dispel dispel it Mm -hmm. uh, by telling ourselves, oh, it's not working. It's not really good, good enough. So a yes or no practice of some kind, and it might even be something as simple as journaling, Mm -hmm. asking yes or no questions and waiting and listening for the response and then asking another question and waiting for that response. And then we must take action. So it's the only way we know if intuition is gonna work and it is a practice. So lots of spaciousness because we all make mistakes. And one of the things that I like about your bead story is that, you know, like I, I, I heard you that there was a lot of emotional activity, emotional charge. But overtly, you knew that it was pretty small stakes, big bead, small bead, blue bead, yellow bead, right? And so that allowed you to sort of play in an area that didn't appear to be huge stakes. Yes. Repetitive over and over and over and building that pathway, you know, like building that question, listen, action, trust. It's not quite the right order, but it's sort of the sort of the path. So what opened up for you? Like what changed in your life because you have practiced intuition and created this skill? Well, in the early days of intuition, like the first few years, little things became easier, like driving to work and which route I was going to take my commutes became shorter and more filled with ease. And I was happier when I, by the time I got to the office or by the time I got home, because I would do the same thing in the car. Oh, this way or that way. And I would just enjoy whatever way I went on. And so I was creating pathways, neural pathways, just constant positive reinforcement. And then after, after some time went by, let's see what the next phase would be. Um, my ability to sense what was happening with the people that I cared about, um, you know, my close relationships, that ability was enhanced. Now, I always had some sense of that, but I would say that it was really slanted towards like bad stuff. Mm. So if I was like, oh, somebody might be not feeling well today, so I'm going to reach out to them or, you know, something like that. But this opened up other connections, more positive connections with the people that I cared about. And I was able to hear more in the conversations we were having. So they would be sharing something and then I could see, it was almost like I could see more energy, but I wasn't really seeing energy uh, Mm -hmm. in my mind. I could feel it. I could sense it. And it helped me create greater connection with others. And I also got to feel uh, more connected with them as well. Ultimately, yeah. So now it's become part of, it's just in my life, like everywhere. And I've had times in my life where I messed up and I had intuition come to me in a way that I wasn't expecting, right? Mm. Like 
um, getting signals, if you will, from the universe that something is about could occur mm -hmm. if I don't pay attention. And then that thing occurred and I overrode it in the moment. And I'll always remember that saying, no, I don't need to. Oh, that's silly. You know, I'm not going to pay attention to that. And that moment was very defining for me. Mm. Uh, I fell down a staircase as a result of not listening to my intuition and broke uh, cracked ribs. And <laughs> that was no fun to get over. But now it's part of my business. It's part of how I am with women that I work with. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I can be at a total like mental, I don't know, right? Like the mental, I don't know how to help this person right now with this problem. But if I practice my in connecting deeply inside, and this is partly intuitive and connecting with source energy, the answers come or the questions come. Yeah. There is a question here and I'm just trying to hear it. So I'm always curious your thoughts on, are you, when you're hearing and you're knowing who is the, who is the message coming from? Is it your higher self? Is it divine? Is it your guides? You know, do you know, or is it the guides of the person that you're talking to? I don't know. Like, I know that's kind of a random question, but I'm curious. I'm always it's curious. It's an interesting question. This. Yeah. And I don't always make the distinction of where it's coming from, but one of my practices, one of my rituals, actually, is when I'm working with someone is to intentionally connect to the highest good for all concerned and also connect my ask my high self to connect with theirs. Right. And so and I know that that works. And so information may come through those high selves, or it may go over here and over there and eventually, but eventually it comes to me, however it does. And so when I'm working with people, I tend to relate more to my high self, but it doesn't mean that I won't receive information in some other way. Cool. I like it. So for the listeners, Tessa has given you some really great insight on how to start accessing your intuition, how to know that it's intuition as opposed to just being a worry, a worrier, right? How to use intuition to improve your life as well as connect with others in your life and so to enrich your life, just to enrich your life with more meaning and more connection and more depth in your relationships. And there's also an element of trust here, you know, tr trusting your inner voice, learning to trust yourself. And I have to say, there was something that you said earlier in the conversation, you know, that we're sort of trained to get very cerebral, right? And mm -hmm. that, and to trained uh, it, the world is a random word, but it's, you know, the, it trains us to only validate the cerebral as opposed to that inner knowing that we all had when we were children. And then we just turned the volume down on, but we didn't turn it off. We just turned it down. And so building that trust so that you can start to turn the volume up 
And for me, just, just how you've described it, Tessa, I just feels like, why wouldn't you cultivate your intuition? Like there is nothing but good from this, right? Like it's, Exactly. Can you think of anything other than that, right? Like just a, no, no reason at all, right? Yeah, yeah, I think some people are a little afraid of it. Um, you know, like it might tell me to do something that I couldn't be possibly ready for, or there could, but it comes down to the trust element. Mm-hmm. And by doing these little practices over and over and trying out new things and creating that sense of connection within ourselves first, then we know that we're going to be okay, whatever happens, right? And intuition is deeply enriching for Mm -hmm. our lives. Oh, I love it. I can't think of any more questions except for one. So for the listeners who have heard this interview and thought, oh, I have to find out more about Tessa, how can they find out more about you? How can they come and join a community where they can learn more? They can go to tessafreegift.com, T-E-S-S-A, freegift.com. And I will have a soul connected gift for you all and them. And um, it changes from time to time, but that's the easiest way to connect with me. Uh, I am also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I believe it, they're both Tessa of Realized Soul. Realized Soul is my website. So people are also welcome to check that out if they want. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'll make sure to put all those links in the episode notes. Thank you so much for coming and joining me. And it's been such an interesting conversation. I've really enjoyed it. It has been. Thank you for having me as a guest today. And I look forward to more conversations with you, Candy. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Thanks again for listening today please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.